Welcome to ABR's final poem of the week for 2015. I'm Lisa Gorton, poetry editor. This week we have Maria Takalanda reading Deja Vu. Maria was born in Melbourne in 1973 to Finnish parents. She's written five books, a collection of short stories called The Double, three books of poems, The End of the World, Ghostly Subjects and Narcissism, and a work of literary criticism, Catching Butterflies, Bringing Magical Realism to Ground. She's currently working on a novel for text publishing. Maria is an Associate Professor in Literary Studies and Professional and Creative Writing at Deakin University in Geelong, Victoria. Her poetry has been widely anthologised and acclaimed. Maria Takalanda, reading Deja Vu. The poem that I'm about to read, called Deja Vu, is inspired by my abiding interest in confessional poetry, a style of lyric verse that emerged in the US in the 1950s and 60s. My attraction to confessional poetry is probably rebellious, perhaps masochistic. As the child of Finnish migrants, I was brought up to embrace reticence. Even as a teenager, I barely spoke. When I was introduced to the poems of Robert Lowell and Sylvia Plath in a high school literature class, I was shocked by what I saw at the time as their obscene frankness. Coming back to their work later in life, I have remained fascinated by the riskiness of their project, a riskiness that makes a lot of contemporary lyric poetry, dedicated to displays of breathlessness or difficulty, seem lacking in urgency. But I have also been able to see the factitiousness of confessional verse. It is a kind of artful hide-and-seek, whereby the poet gives away everything and nothing. The poem that I'm about to read concerns events in my life, but it is also addressed to the British poet Ted Hughes. Hughes is not known as a confessional poet, but he was married to Sylvia Plath, perhaps the most famous confessional poet of them all. Hughes's personal life was tumultuous, to say the least. Plath, as is well known, committed suicide in 1963. Less well known, perhaps, is that a subsequent partner, Asia Wevel, took her own life in a copycat manner in 1969. Hughes said nothing about these events for decades. He had been so enamoured of the occult, and yet he was silenced by this experience of déjà vu. It was only in the decade before his death that he published books about his relationships with Wevel and Plath, Capriccio in 1990 and Birthday Letters in 1998. My poem, while addressed to Hughes, deals with my own experience of déjà vu, of an uncanny sense of repetition, of the past returning in a perplexing way, of time getting mixed up. It was a very different experience to that of Hughes, being classically psychological for a start, but it was one that I likewise did not know how to negotiate. What shall I confess of the autobiographical material that informs the poem to come? 
let the poem reveal and conceal as it must. Suffice it to say that my experience of déjà vu occurred shortly after my husband had recovered from bypass surgery. The poem begins from that optimistic context, promising a new start, a controlled venture into the future, the possibility of leaving behind the difficulties of the past. Déjà Vu, a poem addressed to Ted Hughes. Death had been peeled away from my husband like a call. The months, nine of them, had been long, but there we were, reborn to the day, domesticating each fugitive moment, more in need of such rites of order than before. It was still morning, the sun marshalled by the kitchen window when the aftershocks hit, not him, just me. They were like flashes of radiation, epileptic jolts coming one after another, shredding my hold on those routines that made the world rational. Each one dragged nausea behind it like a comet's tail. As I packed a lunch, drove my son to school, I stalled and sparked, but I have done this, I have done this before. Soon I was so memory-full and memory-less, it was as if I had been contaminated by the galaxy through which eons bled unchecked. I should have known that history, time-traveller, takes any opportunity to repeat itself. I was intimate with its narcissistic sickness. Ick, ick. Like your first wife, I had once sung, tongue stuck, ecstatically impaled by a past thrusting itself upon me like a man-swan. Back then I consulted an exorcist, of sorts, and bound myself to the quotidian, remaining unmolested for years, until that mechanical assault. There was nothing poetic about it, and I did not know how to make it so. Then I began to think of your gambles with the French mistresses of Ouija and Tarot, and Sylvia and Assia, of course. How the ungodly weight of the heavens cracked and blacked its light upon your sightless head, not once, but twice. And what poetry you made of déjà vu. Thank you for downloading this episode of Australian Book Review's Poem of the Week podcast. You can find out more about the magazine and our range of prizes, programs and events on our website, australianbookreview.com.au. Follow us on Twitter at AustBookReview or like us on Facebook. You can also sign up to our free e-bulletins on our website to keep up to date with all the news from ABR. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes.